0: I
1: don't have any I don't Hey, have any it's Crimson,
0: it. and what would really help me out if you go to my YouTube channel, Crimson60620, and then pop up Crimson, and hit that subscribe button. Other than that, if you want to help me out, you can check out my Patreon page at Crimson60620, PS4 Gaming, and just thank you for listening. Um... I want to actually do something that's a little bit more personal today. So, if you guys can suffer with me on this one. um, I want to actually address this. So, we're going to actually cover this. And um, it's going to be a little... um, You guys got to work with me on this one, okay? Because this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And um, I just... Okay, okay. So, I like to play f- video games. I do, I do. I like to play video games. I enjoy playing motherfucking video games. I know Elven, El- Elden Ring is coming out um, soon. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out. It has came out last week. I didn't get a chance to buy it because I'm a broke bitch. And uh, um, all of my money goes to... Um, All of my money goes to food, electricity, gas, and rent. So, when I can get some extra money, then I try to actually buy games. But right now, I don't have the extra money. And so, what has been happening? Don't do that to me. Don't do it. Because I really want to play it. And I've been seeing the reviews and stuff like that. And I know the story of Verizon Zero Dawn. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I, mm. and aside from the shit that Sony pulled and I still like, like still like Sony, uh, but I, I will call them out on their shit. Like with like, I can go on a PS4 and actually pay $60 for the game. But if I go on a PS5, it's $70. Yeah. The shit that they're pulling right there. Yeah. This, that's kind of a low Um, uh, Yeah. No stargazer. I, I am. I actually haven't been able to game that much. Um, one of the things that this is the reason why I want to pull this out um this is the reason why I want to pull this up is I went back and found the article, and this is not just for gaming this is actually for what how we treat work right now now I've been getting into um I've been getting into some spirited conversations with people. And what is really, really bad is the way we treat work. And I know it. I I get it. A lot of people think, oh, you got to work hard. Every job sucks and fuck that. And like, no, like the way we treat work. And quite frankly, guys, it's fucked up. Now, this is an article that was around since fucking 2005. This article has been around since 2005. And let's just take a look at it. Alright. Why Crunch Mode Doesn't Work. Six Lessons. 2005. This was done. This article was done. What? It's 16 years? No, 17 years ago. And this is how long we've known that Crunch is fucked up. So, executive summary. When used, long-term crunch mode sh- slows development and creates more bugs when compared to f- with 40-hour weeks. More than a century of studies show that long-term useful workers' output is maximized near a 5-day 40-hour workweek. Productivity drops immediately upon starting overtime and continues to drop until apparently 8 60-hour weeks. The total work is done and is the same as it would have been done in eight four-hour weeks. In short term, working over 24 hours continuously is equivalent to being legally drunk. Longer periods of continuous work drastically reduce, reduce cognitive functions and increases the chances of catastrophic error. In both short and long term, reducing sleep hours as little as one hour nightly can result in severe decrease in cognitive ability, sometimes without workers perceiving the difference, the decrease. Now, this is actually a study in eight years long, and I don't know what everyone will make it through the whole thing, but this is kind of a personal thing for me. So, see, for so long, for long uh, for so long I was actually on my old job before the one I switched to I was doing 60 hour weeks for no other reason because they couldn't find coverage and when you would bring this up that shit was just it was fucking frustrating because what they would say is for the good of the business for business and shit like that and it's just like once you hit Wall, and you guys probably know it. Once you hit wall uh, hour number seven at your job, it's like hitting a fucking wall. And at that point, you're not really productive. You're just like, "Oh fuck, God, let me get the fuck to- off." And that shit is fucked up because we know how it fucking affects us. And so let's let's go for let's go here. Um, introduction. In the aftermath of the EA spouse post on Live Journal, quality of life conversations in the gaming develop in the game development businesses have taken on a new life and new urgency. EA spouse received thousands of comments to her original post, followed by followed quickly by major media coverage. Thousands of people around the net participated in a vast, spontaneous discussion that ex. Explore, explored issues like mandatory overtime, productivity, job portability, uh, yeah, laziness, unionization, lawsuits, and the general evil of corporations. Now, if you don't know what the EA spouse... Um... <laughs> no. Now, Joe, just to say what I'm about to say, the only crunch that I like is Crunchyroll, where you can actually get Anime live from Japan, either like, no, nah, uh, they're, they're not sponsoring me. But EA Spouse actually wrote a letter. And if you don't know what the letter is, it was specifically about how um, their, their spouse was not around. And this is again, this is a letter that's been around for about 17 years. And the fact that we're still having this conversation. Lens not only to the fucking gaming industry but so many fucking industries around us. So let's actually just go into it. Um, I've spent 20 years developing and managing software projects every year that's passed and, e- and every project that I worked on fuel my growth, my growing conv- um, convention that crunch mode is grossly destructive, expensive, expensively and inefficient. It's a common sense that more hours people work the less productive they become. But over time, I noticed that the productivity loss that resulted from working too many extra hours started taking a bigger toll faster than most software managers realize. As I dug around, I was stunned to discover that I was hardly the first one to figure this out. My observations have been common knowledge among the industry engineers for almost a century. I've amassed a massive personal collection of source information over the past 15 years. This summary mainly inform, uh, includes information that you can uh, readily f- uh, focus find on the web. I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to be able to go out and read the original source yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like, like. I, and that, that, that's the fucking thing about it they know this they know this they know that this is a problem but nobody wants to be the first one I'm at a fucking new job right now and some of the practices that they have are fucking ridiculous that leads to turnover now I don't have to work mandatory overtime technically but there are times where I would have to work. Um, you, you guys may not see it. I may have to work oh, a week, a day on the weekend, and so to compensate for the hours that I miss on the week, on the weekend day, I'm going to have to work nine hours or eight and a half hours, and it's just like you like it. It's so. Let's go into the history, shall we? History and. Nineteen oh eight, almost a century ago, uh, industrial efficiency pioneer Ernest A. Abe, Abe push uh, published in the Sesemity Arguing his conclusions that a reduction in the daily work hours from nine to eight resulted in an increase in total daily output. Nor was he the first to notice this. Won your mayor matter had adopted an eight-hour day at the Stanford Ironworks in in 1893. In 1909, Sidney J. Capman published the Hours of Labor, in which he described a long-term variation in workplace productivity as a function of hours worked per day. His conclusions was discussed in some details below. When Henry Ford famously adopted the 40-hour work week in 1926, he was... Bitterly criticized by members of the National Association of Manufacturers, but his his experiments, which had been conducted for the last 12 years, showed him clearly that cutting the workday from 10 hours to 8 hours and the work week from 6 days to 5 days increased the total worker output and reduced pr- production costs. Ford spoke glowingly of the social benefits of a shorter work week, crouched firmly in terms of how. Increased time for consumption was good for everybody, but the core of his argument was that the reduction in shift, lent, uh, shift length meant more output. Now, 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 no, no, no. Far be it for me to praise Henry Motherfucking Anti-Semitic Ford ass, but, but, yeah, I know, I know, like Henry Ford was. Okay, Henry Ford was a gigantic piece of shit, but, 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 he recognized something, and th- this, this is the most reductive way you can actually say it. Um, You give people money, and you give people time off the shop, and guess what they fucking buy? And yes, Henry Ford is a gigantic piece of shit. So... Fuck Henry Ford, but um He gave us two things the modern assembly line and um uh, Yeah um a 40-hour work week. It's a shame that um he fought against Union, so fuck him. And um yeah, yeah. Um uh, unintentionally caused the downfall of the Rust Belt because he made shit easier to produce, which was good. And also made it easier to s- Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. No. He was. Yeah. He, because Ford. Fuck him. Um, so. I have found m- m- more studies conducted by businessmen, university, um, industry, industry, uh, industry, associations, and the military that support base- the basic notion that for most people, eight hours a day, five days a week. Is the best suitable long term balance point between output and exhaustion through the 30s, 40s, and 50s? These studies were apparently conducted by hundreds by the 1960s. The benefits of a 40 hour work week were accepted almost beyond question by corporate America. And in 1962, the Chamber of Commerce even published a pamphlet extolling the public's uh, the productivity gains of reduced hours. But somehow Silicon Valley didn't get the memo. EA spouse writes, current mandated hours from eight uh, from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week, with the occasional Saturday evenings off for good behavior, 6.30. Thus, this average is out to about 85 hours. Oh, wow. 85 hour work weeks. Wow. Fuck. Fuck EA, man. Fuck EA. Damn. You get one company working their their employees to death, and the other one sexually harassing them to death. Hello, Activision Blizzard. Um, actually working from nine a.m. to ten p.m. six days a week, plus nine a.m. to six thirty p.m. one day a week comes out to 85, 87.5 hours of work week. But after that, many hours. Who's counting? Right? Who's counting? Yeah, 80-hour work weeks, man. Fuck them. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm using a lot of fucks, fuck bombs in this, um, in this video. Electronic Arts is no different from many high-end tech companies in this regard. For them and anyone who wants to increase their employees' productivity and sanity, let's take a look at some of the assumptions Meta just makes regarding, eight, uh, regarding hours, outputs, efficiency, and productivity costs and see how... A century of industrial re- research has conclusively, consistently proven those assumptions wrong. Now, in other words, they're just paying people a salary and they are end up making less than minimum wage for the salary that they're making. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. What management is trying to achieve when it sends employees off to... On the death marches, we honestly believe that the CEO of EA is happy that people are in the office 24 hours a day working their asses off. Oh, do we honestly believe that the CEO of EA is happy that people are in the office 24 hours a day working their ass off? Hello, and, um, fucking Andrew Wilson. Um, Andrew Wilson, sorry. Manager wants to achieve maximum output from this employee. They want to produce a good product as cheaply as possible, they also want to avoid hiring extra resources that increase the cost of the finished goods unless absolutely necessary. On the surface of it, crunch mode looks like the most obvious and logical way to to reconcile these two desires. Assuming output can be measured in discrete units, a manager who hasn't read the research may reason that if someone produces, say, 16 Units of output in eight hours, they should produce 18 units of out, uh, units in nine and twenty units in ten hours. They express that they express that view as a simple equation that they can write. And there's the equation. Whereas zero is the total output, and x is a given duration of the benchmark number of hours, y is determined y, uh, designed by y and t is the actual number of hours works. The hypothetical situation means that increased time t is a simple way to increase output, which we know that is fucking stupid. The assumption that may be valid in a limited case where hours of work are extended over a brief period, for example, to meet a looming a deadline, but research and long experiences in other industries have shown that the limits are of overtime uh, limits to such overtime spurts are reached sooner than most people realize. And when those limits are reached, the spurts turns into uh, bogs. Excuse me, guys. More realistic views of worker output would take into account The changes in hourly output that results from a change in length of the workday. Those changes results mainly from two sources. Simple physical and mental fatigue that occurs in the later hours of a long day. And accumulated physical and mental fatigue that builds up over an extended period of long workdays. The more complex view can be represented by the following equation. So, this kind of stuffs. I studied while getting my M.A. in econ- uh, economics at the, the University of Chicago, but then turned into Milton Friedman's Chicago boys, who piled around with penal shit. Of course, look, look, it, this is a fucking thing about it. So, the fucking Freeman boys, Milton Friedman and his son, who's trying to continue that shit, they fucked over a pretty okay system, like. You can say, and I know my Marxians in the chat and who listen to this video would probably hate the uh, the whole Keynesian economics thing. And I get it. If you were looking for the Marxist revolution, Keynesian economics didn't do enough for you. But Keynesian economics did do a lot for a lot of the middle class. And it wasn't everybody who who benefited from it. I'm not going to sit back and lie and say it was everybody who benefited from it. But if you had a question of asking me, do you want Keynesian economics right now? Or do you want the bullshit that we have right now? Fuck, give me John. Come here, John Maynard Keynes. And plus, he was actually pretty socially liberal. If you don't know about the history and life of John Maynard Keynes, that motherfucker had some fun. I'm just saying, he he had some fun, and um, yeah, we're gonna leave it like that, okay? So, where is O is the output, and the P represents the changes in hourly production that occurs over time, T minus T1 minus Tn. This equation of P parentheses a function, but not constant P. In the parentheses, will vary by worker because some workers produce more than others. P would also vary by hour because humans are not machines. <sighs> Wonder. Um, oh, uh, I'm a sex machine ready to explode. I'm, I'm sorry. Like a rocket ship, I'm gonna go. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because humans are not machines and do not want and do not exactly uh, and do not and do not do exactly the same amount of work uh, 14 of an, in, uh, in four, fourteen of a job as they do in for hour fourteen of a job as they did in an hour one. Finally, people vary according to recent history of the worker because people don't work as well in the morning after a late night as they do in the morning after a good night's sleep. What for real? <laughs> uh yeah so this is how the this is how it looks now. uh so um this is just going over the, where's the break even if product if productivity essentially decreases over the over work day and working lo, lot working lots of hours results in a reduced productivity how do we even establish a method to maximize Total uh, total output, and figure out where the break even is. Unfortunately, quantifying knowledge work, uh, quantifying knowledge worker output is hard. is a hard problem. And I would love to be able to give, give it a simple equation to you. You can plug in a few numbers and pull into the magic out of number out of hours each person should work to maximize the output. I can't because even when such equation finally exists, it would be impossible to find and agree on the basic numbers to plug into the the common program programming measures like lines and codes and functions points are either easy to collect and question the value of difficult to define or, or and collect. Useful measures like number of bugs created and number of bugs fixed are viewed with suspicion that they may be used unfairly in annual reviews or gained by Clever Programs in anticipation of annual reviews or perform- performance bonuses. Uh. So, lesson two. Uh, productivity is hard to quantify, of course. And I'm actually going to drop this in the chat. I don't want to have you guys just read this. Like, I, I want to give you guys homework. This is homework for me to you guys. Because what this actually is, what this is actually saying is we need to change our fucking way of life um, as far as how we treat work. And I'm sorry, guys. Like, if we don't fucking do this, we're going to, like, we're already fucking stressed enough. We are already stressed enough. I'm fucking dealing with the stress. I literally am emotionally drained because of all the shit that's been going on. COVID um, just changes the relationship and shit like that. If we don't do this, the fucking jokes or the fucking stigma that's hampering the next generation below us, the Zoomers and I know I have some Zoomers in my audience, but the Zoomers and the late, the late millennials, we're going to be Fucking neurotic messes by the time we turn fucking 50. I'm already there. Um, So, yeah. This is just the fucking type of thing that I want to actually make a point about. Sometimes my show is about like laughing at stupid motherfuckers. Sometimes it's talking about videos that I agree with. But this is one of my things. And if you don't want to live in a society where we're dictated by our work... And our value isn't because of who we are versus what we produce. We need to try actually address this. We need to actually get what our workers speak about this shit. Because if we don't, we will be fucking working ourselves to death. And it doesn't even help the business class. Because they will get less productivity out of us. Ask me how I know. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, this is a, just a video of, uh, Topic I thought I'll actually cover because I'm a f- yeah it's really me throwing a fucking fit because I yeah I'm I'm kind of pissed about it uh, I'm kind of pissed about it so anyway let's let's go on to let's go on to a, a few more things ah uh, hold on guys hold on all right. Had to um, clear my my nose for a second. All right. So this is a video that I want to actually address. Not too long ago, but uh, in light of in light of current situations, I feel that this was important. Now, I do know I have some people in my office. Yeah, of course, of course that shit will fizzle out. Of course, a fucking course. I I like that DC combo. Of course, it will figure figure out, and I fizzle out. Shit, like the U.S. is acting as if COVID doesn't exist anymore, even though uh, fuck. Let's 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 do it. Let's do it. Um, let's let's see this. Uh. Wait, Quip All right, let's look at this daily COVID. Alright, so, this is actually what, what fucking kills me. Um Let's see if I can actually pull it up. So, we are literally in 2022. And, um, This is our daily death toll for COVID. Now, here, it dropped. But it's about two grand a day for the daily death tolls. And this story was actually put in February 24th. So today, yeah. Yeah. So excuse me if I I don't think... The fucking pandemic is over because thousands of people are dying today, and it's fucking crazy because thousands of people are still fucking dying today. So no, the U.S. is not living as if it's under a fucking vaccine, uh, vaccine or mass mandate because people are fucking still dying, and these whole because it, it look. look. That trucker convoy in Canada was never about masks. 90% of the truckers were fucking vaccinated. They were. The fact is, these right-wing militia motherfuckers wanted to see as a fucking opening. And in that process, fucking Trudeau asked for emergency powers. Not to send a fucking military in which people say, "Ooh, that's bad. They sent a fucking, they sent bankers in. And as we know, as we see currently right now, in another unrelated conflict, when you send military shit in, people protest. But if you send bankers, oh, that's quiet. That's neat. That's efficient. No. Never fucking trust the government. Never trust the government to fucking take powers. To quietly, quietly silence people. Never trust that shit. And I get it. People didn't want to see the cops or military go in there and smash heads. But I tell you one thing. If they had my skin condition, they would have went in there and smashed heads, No question. But they did it quiet and neat and closed bank accounts and froze bank accounts. No, fuck that. Look, look. Equal protection under the law or equal protection from the law or equal unprotection from the law. Go oh, quiet, quiet shit. These motherfuckers weren't quiet when they was waking people up, going there with tear gas and bomb the shit out of them, like, like roach bomb or like that. Not not actual, you know, physical, um, but issues like that. No, no. But shit. No, fuck that. Oh, we're going to freeze their bank accounts and it's going to look bad. No, fuck that. And you know what? That You're right, Joe. They were funded by those groups. But, um, and I know that the, the, it's been made a point. What happens when they use the same thing for BLM protests? I don't want the government to have any of that power. I don't want the government to be able to freeze assets of anybody, whether I believe, or whether I fucking believe in their cause or not. Because here's the fucking thing. We know what happened after the Patriot Act. We know what the NSA and all the other motherfuckers... Alphabet Boys did. They were doing it... They were looking at the people who are petty. They were looking after their lo- their lovers... Their spouses... Their, spi- their spouses lovers. No, like... I don't trust the government with that much power. I fucking don't. I, I just... Just call it me... I don't trust the government with that much power. Because if government are made of people and that's great... But the people who go for those jobs now, it's self selected for fucked up people. I, I just got over a rant. I'm sorry. My fault. I apologize, guys.